while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. 508-996-0500 so I can get... Oh, wait. I <laughs> it's instinctive. It, it's it's like breathing. Um, so you can do one or two things. You can use the app chat feature or you can call in on, on open line um, and, we can, and we can play that. So uh, message us in the app chat. We're taking app chat messages. Um... And we're taking open line calls. Uh, it's still, despite the phone lines being down, we've got our, you know, our engineers are here around the clock working on working on these this stuff and, and you know, hopefully get it back in due time. Um, we've had a very active show. So Joe Lopes announced at 8 o'clock, if you didn't miss, if you missed it, the podcast will be available soon for you to download. Joe Lopes, former Ward 6 city councilor, has announced that he's running for Ward 5 city council. He is now a homeowner in Ward 5. He he'd purchased a home uh, in Ward 5 uh, earlier this year. So uh, he's a homeowner in Ward 5. Uh, he, is, he is running for Ward 5 city council and... Um, you know, he said he's, you know, if you heard the interview, he talked about his experience serving in, as city council president four times previously. Uh, you know, I'd served there for 12 years. Um, the last election, he'd lost a Ward 6 city council, Ryan Pereira. Um, but uh, former councilor Lopes is running with the endorsement of outgoing city councilor Scott Lima, Ward 5 city councilor Scott Lima, who announced his candidacy here. I mean, who announced, not announced his candidacy, announced that he was no longer running. Uh, he was not seeking another term as the Ward 5 city councilor. He announced that here in South Coast tonight. And so uh, uh, former councilor Lopes told us that he is um, running uh, with the endorsement of Scott Lima and of um, uh, former Ward 5 City Councilor, former Ward 5 City Councilor, uh, Kerry Winterson. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, we're taking your message on the app chat again. We were live tracking those, uh, those town elections in Fairhaven. Um, Keith Sylvia and Charlie Murphy were, were the select board members were running unopposed. Oh, I do want to, uh, congratulate also Dan Lopes, who just got elected to the BPW. I just stepped down recently from the BPW. Um, I served there in elected office for, for um, basically a term, three years. I was appointed in 2020. I got elected to a term in um, 
uh, that following year, I, I, I got, I, I was elected and I, um, uh, I, I, uh, I had to, I had this going on, right? So I, I had all this going on. So I was grateful for the experience. Uh, it was, it was great to be in elected office. It was great to, um, sort of learn how that very, you know, these, you know, running a, an import, uh, a governmental, uh, local municipal, um, department like the BPW is like, um, you know, getting to know a lot of the policies and all of that, um, really good experience. And I'm grateful for it. I hope you all, uh, if your schedule allows you to run for office, I would still be there today if I wasn't here. I mean, I'm really happy to be here. Uh, so, um, that's why I'm still here and not there, but, uh, I want to congratulate Dan Lopes. Uh, you know, Brian Watton, the chair he was elected to, uh, he was reelected of course. Um, but Dan Lopes, uh, he is, uh, starting to serve on the, uh, the BPW. He'll start, uh, I think it'll be sworn in tomorrow. So congrats to him. Um, I think very qualified. Uh, so again, we've got, uh, a new, two new planning board members. Got two new planning board members. Wayne Hayward uh, is out. He was there for 30 years. He lost. Uh, it was following a story. You can check it on WBSM.com. And he was investigated uh, for sexual harassment after he made illicit comments um, at uh, toward a, a town employee. Um, so you can check out that story on WBSM.com if you'd like. Uh, also, congratulate to Brian Monroe and Steph Pickup, who were elected. Uh, Brian Monroe's been on the school committee for quite some time. He's been there for about 10 or so years. I think he got elected in 2011. So he's been there for about 12 years. Time flies, doesn't it? He's been there for about 12 years. Uh, uh, Monroe, he's been there for about 12 years. And he's been chair for most, uh, for a good portion of that time. So, um, Congrats to both. Uh, and I, when we had Steph pick up on Friday, I thought she was, I thought she was fantastic. So and I liked Laura Gardner too. Um, so I think Laura Gardner will still be engaged going forward. It seems like it. She's a, a pretty, um, seems like a, uh, she's a very civically engaged person. So uh, she had some interesting stuff about climate too um, that uh, I'd like to have some conversations with her about. So um, again, congrats to them. Uh, congrats to the school committee members Blum and Clark in Freetown. Uh, after, uh, looks like Kayla Churchill um, was uh, summarily rebuffed, rejected by the voters, um, which, I, again, I think is a good thing uh, after uh, all the chicanery, the, the, the chicanery we saw, um, foolishness, I'll say, chicanery. Chicanery is a good word. I, I learned it actually in an episode of Better Call Saul, which is a good show. Um, I don't think it's better than Breaking Bad. I know Tim does. Uh, I don't think it's, but it's, it's still a very good show. Anyway. <laughs> We're taking your messages on the app chat again. Uh, you're going to check out our podcast. You got to check out our podcast. We had some uh, good content in the first a couple of hours, and um, tomorrow, tomorrow actually, we're going to have Bristol County Sheriff, former Bristol County Sheriff Tom Hodgson. Tom Hodgson will be in studio with us tomorrow. 
will be in studio with us tomorrow. I thought it'd be a good idea. There's a historic event happening. You know, the 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 former president is getting arrested tomorrow. Um, I could be here and um, with my unfiltered uh, opinions on it. Uh, I shouldn't say unfiltered, unchecked, because I am filtered in some way by the FCC, right? Uh, but unchecked uh, opinion um, on this. But I thought it'd be a good idea to have a, um, a strong Republican voice, uh, a, a recognizable one too, locally, for you guys uh, to be joining me. And so um, I texted the former sheriff, and he was he was excited to come on. So we'll we'll talk to uh, we'll we'll be with uh, special guest host uh, Tom Hodgson tomorrow. So really looking forward to that as well. Uh, Wednesday, actually, we've got uh, Will Senat from the New Bedford Light. We're, we're just previewing I'm just previewing some, some of the show. We've got Will Senat from the New Bedford Light on Wednesday. Uh, he's going to talk a little bit about his story on the Eastern Fisheries uh, thing. And we're also talking about his uh, work investigating Blue Harvest. I think Will's got a really interesting beat, uh, you know, being um, you know, covering all the ocean industries in uh in new bedford which you know is is quite big so we'll have will sent out on wednesday at seven and then we're going to have josh amaral josh amaral who is the uh director of housing and community development he's going to hop on with us in the in the eight o'clock hour to um talk about uh the comprehensive housing plan yeah, so that will be fun. Uh, I, I used to have Josh on a lot when I was on Saturdays, and he was a member of the school committee. Um, Josh has certainly got a firm grasp on 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 the issues, and I think has, does a really good job of articulating them. So, I think a really good person to be in that position at a time when housing is at the forefront of not just the local conversation but the national conversation. I think a guy like Josh Amaral is going to serve. Uh, Mayor Mitchell very well. So we heard Mayor Mitchell last week talk about um, some of the uh, some of the the housing the housing um, issues in the uh, some of the housing issues and and his comprehensive housing plan um, that he had released last week uh, on Wednesday when he was here with us and he was here he was with Tim in the morning we did a little bit of a deep dive into it chris and me and i again that's a podcast worth listening to again but we're gonna have josh amaral in studio for an hour we'll take your calls we'll take your uh we'll take your calls we'll take your your app chat messages um and we'll talk to to our friend josh and on thursday we're gonna have um we're gonna have leon Corey. i i think we're gonna have well so i talked to leon earlier i gotta confirm but I believe Leon Corey's coming in uh, from the Faven Select Board uh, to talk about the Prop 2.5 override, which is the story that we're going to continue to follow very closely here. Um, uh, you know, Prop 2.5, um, the Prop 2.5 override is a proposal um, basically to, uh, related to firefighter, um, st- firefighter staffing levels. Now, uh, there's some debate which we can get into after uh, after the the break. Well, we can get into the the little the debate around it. Um, the firefighter 
union advocated for Prop 2.5 as a way to uh, increase their staffing levels. There's four recruits coming in. They still need uh, that. Uh, that'll be ready in July. They still... They still... Um, they still need more... Um, they still need more. Uh, there's four. Uh, there's four recruits that are coming in. They the the union says they need more to have an uh, just a manageable staffing level. Um, but now they're hearing that the town is saying that they can't even keep those four recruits if uh, if they don't get the two and a half override. So uh, a little bit of crossed wires here on the communication. So you know we 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 did. There is a story. Uh, also another story on that on wbsm.com that I'd urge you to check out. Um, but also check out the story that Chris and I just uh, published on the um, on former uh, on former Ward Six City Councilor Joe Lopes running for president. Uh, I mean, running for president, running for former City Council President Joe Lopes running for Ward Five City Council. We're going to have more announcements here on South Coast tonight. There's going to be more people that are running for office that will announce here. So this is the place where you want to go. This is the sounding board for all the local elections. They're going to make their announcements here with us on South Coast tonight. You had Councillor Lima announce he wasn't running. You had Councillor Lopes announce that he is running and with the endorsement of Lima. We've had other announcements here. We're going to have another one. We're going to have another one next week. So this is the place where you can go to stay tuned and keep... um, uh, keep up with all of the local elections buzz. So again, to that point, we want to congratulate uh, Stephanie Pickup and Brian Monroe and Fairhaven Fairhaven School Committee. We want to congratulate um, uh, new planning board members Carr and De Silva. Um, we want to congratulate Selectman Murphy and Selectman uh, Sylvia. Um, run, ran unopposed, but still, I mean, I think that speaks to town satisfaction with their leadership right um and uh school committee members blum and clark in freetown and lakeville uh because they summarily rejected um the uh foolishness of school committee candidate uh kayla churchill who was um charged with trespassing on school grounds um which she said was a point she was trying to make about school safety which is interesting so anyway, we'll take your app chat messages. We'll take your calls on the open line. Uh, I'm here till 10. Uh, and uh, this is Marcus. I'm Marcus Farrow. And this is South Coast Tonight. So stay tuned. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus Farrow. Uh, you want to message us on the app chat? You can. So uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the first hour. Lisa White, and uh, who's a former ward um, or at-large council candidate, and a well-known landlord in the city had a discussion, debate, uh, some type of debate or discussion um, about the rent stabilization ballot question. Now, a source had told me that was at the meeting that, you know, Burgo had made some points, uh, White had made some points. Some landlords were against it. Some landlords were for it. Uh, so 
I, I think having these like neighborhood by neighborhood discussions, um, I think is a really good idea. That was something Scott Lang talked about, the former mayor of New Bedford, when he came on one of our one of the Friday shows. Scott Lang's, of course, a fantastic Friday guest and our first guest. Uh, he's always our first guest, and um, he had talked about the great ideas forum. He's forums he had in each ward of the city. Um, so I think this is I think this was good outreach uh, on these questions. Is you know sort of have the discussion, see where people are at, and build the momentum. Um, but you apparently, uh, I do want to say, uh, apparently this is from what I heard was from my, from my source was that, uh, th- their, their argument got pretty intense, pretty involved, right? Um, it got pretty involved and, uh, Ian, uh, Ian McAllister White, who is the husband of Lisa White, just posted this on Facebook, um, city councilor Shane, this is this is not my words. This is Ian Ian McAllister White. This is what he said. He said he said city quote city councilor Shane Burgo lost his entire mind this evening. Thought he personally attacked other councilors, my wife and myself during a quote civil discussion regarding the state of housing in New Bedford. Just because the one of the other councilors said this vote for rent control doesn't in NB doesn't do anything. Come on, man, you said it yourself. It's non-binding. Be better, and all of and all of you voted for that guy. I hope you know who he really is. Yikes! Not the nice guy I thought he might be at all. I think she's a nice guy, but I wasn't at the meeting, so I you know I can't speak to what he said. Uh, and this is just the problem we have nowadays. There is no middle ground. Everyone is solid red or solid blue. Everyone with a different opinion is an enemy, and even if they are neighbors. I just hope everyone in the city sees all of these events for what they are. Hashtag no cap. Wow. So that was very strongly worded opinion on the debate from, this is from Lisa White's husband, Ian, um, on the, uh, you know, sort of the tenor of the debate. Um, I had heard it was very involved, very intense. Um, I can't, you know, that's obviously, you know, coming from the side of, of the spouse of one of the people debating. So, uh, but still warrants, I think, I think it warranted a discussion. I, I'm interested to hear more from other people. Um, I'm interested to hear more from other people about how that debate went. Maybe we can continue that conversation. There's probably people that were at that forum that are listening now. Uh, if you could download the app and app chat or you can call in. Um, you know, we're hoping the phones will be ready maybe tomorrow. You can call in during Phil or Tim's show or, or Barry's or mine. With, with uh, We're going to have special guest host uh, Tom Hodgson tomorrow. So I think he's going to talk about some of this stuff. I know he's got some opinions. I remember hearing his opinions on on rent control when that question got brought up because he was guest hosting the week that I think we um, broke the news here on WBSM that he would be, um, that uh, the New Bedford would be putting forward this rent control slash rent stabilization ballot question. So um, so Polly from New Bedford uh, reacting to uh, Stephanie Pickup's election says, not a Fairhaven resident, but you don't get better than the Pickup family. Uh <laughs> and then he says something about another pickup guy. I don't said one guy uh, is a average, <laughs> average little league coach. Great people, great family. So that was Paulie from New Bedford. I mean, I really like. Um, I really like. I really liked. Uh, 
I really liked um, Stephanie. She was great. Oh, this is an old. Um, this is an older message. Uh, I know you guys are close with Barry Sylvia, and I believe his dad was Eddie Sylvia. Great guy, Eddie was the best. Yeah, I knew. I knew Eddie. He was a great guy. I liked Eddie a lot. Uh, last time I saw him was uh, in Peyton Aram, actually, in the summer. I think it was his late 80s. He was still, he was still, uh, still having himself a good time. So I, I liked Eddie, too. Um, uh, I, knew him, I, I knew him as well. So uh, that's good. Uh, thank you, Polly from New Bedford. If you want to interact through the app chat, you can. Um, we got another app chat message. Uh, Dartmouth election tomorrow. Really excited. Uh, and... Yeah, there's so there's contested uh, a contested election for school committee that we're all looking forward to. There were we had three of the five candidates on it, and I reached out to every candidate. So the ones that didn't make it, you know, we reached out. Sometimes your schedules don't work or whatever. I get it; people are busy. But we were able to have three of them on. We were able to have Kathleen Amaral, Eric Marenzi, and Lynn Turner on. Uh, if you're from Dartmouth and you may maybe you know life gets in the way, you're a little bit busy, you haven't been able to hear uh, much about the candidates, you can listen to those podcasts. They're available for you on WBSM.com, uh, the app, the the the, pod, uh, the Spotify. Um, Spotify and uh, anywhere where podcasts are offered. So... Uh, You know, there was some discussion, I know, on Jess's show. Um, I think Lynn Turner came in again and talked about an email that Kathleen Amaral had shared on my show um, that were comments that she made that I frankly thought were concerningly worded. I had called Lynn to talk to her. Seemed, you know, I, I just, you know, we'd had a decent conversation. Um, but there was, I guess, a little bit of controversy there on whether or not she should have shared it. My opinion is comments that you make on the record, comments that you make... In writing, uh, anywhere, um, uh, Chris, this is actually, I think Chris McCarthy said this, uh, don't write anything in an email that you wouldn't want on the front page of the New York times. <laughs> That's the, that is, that is, that is the best advice you can get because when you're running for office, the things that you say will be used against you, um, whether you say them before you're running for office or after you're running for office. So complaining about things that you said when you were running for office um, while you're running for office uh, is a bit babyish, to be honest with you, um, especially when you make them in writing to a public entity via email, which on a public server, which can be requested by anybody and read by anybody um, through the Freedom, uh, Freedom of Information Act. Um, it's all public. Those are all public records. Those are all readily available to the public. Correspondence between school committee members on those in those emails, correspondence between other people and school committee members, correspondence between you know members of the state and school committee members, teachers, principals, etc. It's all public. It's all subjected to the Freedom of Information Act. It's all readily available. But I did hear um, a little bit of hand wringing uh, around that last uh, on Saturday on on Lynn Turner's part, and I, I you know, like I said, I I didn't think that was I didn't think there was anything wrong with using email, you know, with uh, taking things that you said and saying, hey, this person said these things, these concern me. I didn't think those. I don't think that's dirty politics. I think that's just you know, comparing, contrasting a candidate, one candidate to another.
But anyway, so that we'll 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 talk more about that school committee race tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow we'll break that news. We'll be here actually with Sheriff Hodgson, who is a Dartmouth resident. Maybe he has an opinion on it. Maybe he has an opinion on it, and we can. Um, and we can uh, and and we can hear him on that as well. It's good that you know. I will say it is good that that I, I think people are, are are engaging a lot more with school co- the school committee. Uh, we're starting to obviously feature more more school committee stuff here as well. We're going to do it even more as as time goes on because obviously Superintendent Anderson is leaving for his hometown in East Hartford, uh, Connecticut, and so. Uh, we had uh, actually Ross Grace and Bruce Oliveira on uh, a week or two ago to talk about their who they want to see uh, in that um, who they want to see in that in that uh, in that seat for um, for superintendent. Um, so uh, obviously Mayor Mitchell's the chair of the school committee by virtue of his position. Um, actually, most cities, I think, except for Attleboro, the mayor is the chair of the. Um, mayor is the chair of the school committee. So, um, I think Attleboro is the exception because I remember we talked to the now sheriff, Paul Haro about that off the air and he had said that he wasn't the chair of the school committee. The mayor wasn't on the school committee in Attleboro, which is, I think, kind of weird. But anyway, so I'm glad that pe- more people are actually getting engaged in the school committee. I think it's a good thing. There is, a, a, I think, a pretty hotly contested race over in uh, for Old Rod- the uh, Old Rochester School Committee, the ORR School Committee, where um, those Tritown elections, I believe, are sometime in late May. So we've got plenty of lead time for discussion on that. And hopefully we can get the candidates um, on the program to talk more about... To talk more about their to talk more uh, about their uh, their their platform, you know, there was that vote uh, on the books where certain school committee members wanted to ban books, uh, wanted to ban books um, for uh, stupid reasons, uh, but they weren't able to ban those books. Those books will be on the shelves for at least another three years till that issue can be brought up again. I think in which time uh, in three years. Republicans will probably have found something else to freak out about. Um, so they might not be on book banning. They might be on some other ridiculous, wacky culture war stuff. Um, so I think in three, those, those books are probably pretty safe for a while because this sort of book banning, um, freaking out about transgenders in schools and and quote unquote critical race theory, which is literally just like teaching history, uh, you know, um, uh, is not our, uh, are just like the flavor of the week. I think it's just something that, you know, just something that they do now, something national Republicans like to fundraise off of. It doesn't win them. That doesn't really win them elections. They haven't had any election success with it, but it's something they can fundraise off of something that, you know, some conservative talking heads can keep a base uh, of people talking about and, um, you know, something that, uh, you know, just basically people can get riled up over. Um, uh, but, you know, we'll at least be able to talk about some of the local issues regarding the uh, the school boards and the school committees. This all kind of started, I think, out of the Glenn Youngkin campaign. Um, the, uh, the Glenn Youngkin campaign for, for, for governor in Virginia, where he basically... Uh, 
you know, a lot of these, he, he ran on whatever he ran on, like, you know, getting upset about transgenders and whatever critical race theory is. And he got elected. Um, he got, he got elected to a, to a four year term. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact, and there was a lot of, um, you know, battles going on locally in the school boards too. I think a lot of the, you know, I think a good, good reason why Glenn Youngkin was elected is because they had a really bad candidate running against him, Terry McAuliffe, who was a senator and was the governor of Virginia, but just sort of, I know, I mean, kind of like a pretty much a recycled, I think a recycled candidate at that point, not very inspiring um, and sort of tied to like, I think the old Clinton machine politics, which uh, I don't think is, you know, uh, appetizing for a lot of uh, voters in some of these uh, swings, uh, sort of swing states like Virginia. Virginia's mostly a blue state now, uh, but it is a blue state that can lean the other way, especially in off-year elections. And Virginia is uh, actually elects their their governor, um, like New Jersey, in odd years. So I think that's where a lot of this like school committee culture war stuff had really started is with the Youngkin campaign. Um, and then that uh, guy, what's his face, Chris Rufo, going on Fox News and just, you know, talking about CRT all the time. So and now Ron DeSantis just sort of like writes bills in the law that like, you know, because he's got the legislature and all that. He tries to make Florida like, a you know, whatever. He, this is how he's running for president. He's just like any any idea conceptualized by conservatives on the Internet is like basically going to be law now. Like the don't say gay bill, which basically makes it like illegal for teachers to be gay um, and uh, um, to even mention the fact that there might not be that not everybody is heterosexual. That's now like outlawed in schools. Um, so, um, so, you know, it's starting to, I think, permeate down here uh, in a way that is probably pretty disconcerting, but <sighs> we'll, um, we'll see how these elections shake out. So 508-996-0500, take another break. Download the WBSM app and listen to us everywhere. Ah, ah, To some people, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much. But that's not necessarily true. By six months, they're combining vowels and consonants. By nine months, they're trying out different kinds of sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on some meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Early screening and intervention can make a lifetime of difference and unlock a world of possibilities. Take the first step at AutismSpeaks.org. Veterans and their families are popular targets for financial fraud. Scammers may try to defraud you through misleading commercials, emails, texts, cold calls, or online ads. They may even pose as someone from VA or an organization providing discounts on fees for services. But VA will never charge you for processing a claim. Do not provide your personal information to anyone other than a VA-accredited representative. To find a representative near you, visit va.gov forward slash find dash red. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. 
A new law known as the PACT Act provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10th, 2023 may be paid back to August 10th, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. The voices in the night that cover the news of the day. I heard the voices too. Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. More of South Coast Tonight happens now on WBSM. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus. Uh, so we, um, again, the phone lines are actually going to be up just in time for the show to end. Um, but I'm actually, you know, I'm thankful they'll be up, uh, for tomorrow. Um, thanks to our engineer, Frank, for, for working, uh, tirelessly to get that done. We do appreciate it. So we'll have the phone lines ready for, uh, hopefully ready for tomorrow. Um, and tomorrow it's, it's good, very opportune because tomorrow it's going to be here. Tom Hodgson, my, uh, special guest host, Thomas Hodgson is going to be joining us tomorrow. So the former sheriff of Bristol County, um, I thought it was important to have a strong Republican voice, uh, a notable Republican voice uh, that you all that you all recognize um, on the day that the former Republican president, uh, Donald Trump, uh, was arrested. I mean, I could sit here and give you my unchecked opinions on stuff, but uh, it's better radio if we uh, if we can if we can get a little bit of contrast here. So. Uh, Happy that the former sheriff is joining us uh, at 7 p.m. tomorrow. You're going to want to tune in for that. And you're going to want to call in because hopefully the looks like the phones are going to be ready. That's what the engineer said. Uh, the phones will be ready just in time for the show to end. Um, so, and we'll also be reacting live to the Dartmouth Town elections. Dartmouth Town elections are happening. Um, the Dartmouth Town The Dartmouth Town elections are happening tomorrow. Again, hotly contested races for school committee. Five candidates for two seats. So a uh, very crowded field there. So um, we'll be tracking that. Uh, we'll be tracking that as well. Um, then Wednesday, again, we've got Will sent out the New Bedford Light. We've got um, we've got Josh Amaral, the Director of Housing and Community Development, on at 8. And then uh, Thursday, we've got... Um, Leon, uh, Leon Corey, I believe, Selectman Raven is going to be joining us Thursday. So, what uh, Friday I'm not going to be in, um, but there'll be some good programming here in South Coast tonight. Chris or or we'll have a Chris or guest host. Somebody will be here. Somebody will be here saying something that you'll want to hear. How's that? Someone will be here saying something that you'd like to hear, and you can tune in on Friday for that. It will not be me be somebody so um anyway uh shoot us a message on the wbsm app chat leave us a leave us a call on the open line and uh again the phones will be back tomorrow isn't that exciting isn't that exciting so don't get me wrong i can monologue uh, i have been monologuing <laughs> but it's good to hear from you guys i'd like to hear from you guys more um, and and I think tomorrow is going to be a really good opportunity with the former president being arrested, arraigned, and all of that booked, and um, I think be arraigned. So the indictment will probably come out too. So we'll have we'll be able to live react to that to the to the 
to the Trump indictment. Um, so anyway, I'm going to take one more break uh, and then we can uh, finish out the hour strong here on South Coast tonight. And we're back finishing out the hour strong here in South Coast tonight. I want to congratulate the candidates in Fairhaven and Freetown and Lakeville that won uh, tonight. And the ones that didn't, that that came up short. Uh, You you ran a good campaign and you worked hard. Uh, You put yourself out there. And uh, that's not easy. It's not easy. So um, the... I'm, I'm interested to hear more about this neighborhood forum in Ward 1 uh, where uh, apparently Lisa White and Council Burgo had gotten into um, a debate discussion about uh, the rent stabilization ballot question. So it's it's actually cool that the, the that they're doing this, I think, um, the the count, you know, that they're that they're that they're going to these neighborhood meetings and, and you know, talking about this stuff. Um I'm hearing that the, the the conversation got intense. There's a couple, you know, somebody told me that that was there. You, you saw the, the Facebook post with um, from Lisa White, her husband, uh, well, her husband uh, who apparently was upset about the um, whatever Council Burgo had said to her. Uh, so I'm interested to hear, you know, all sides of that, and hopefully we'll we'll be able to do that um, maybe tomorrow. Uh, as we learn more about that situation, maybe it'll be discussed during the um, during the daytime program. I have to imagine there's some people there that, uh, if not all of them, uh, there that listen uh, to uh, to us here at WBSM. Um, and I want to thank you all for joining me this evening. I know that it's uh, a. I know that. It's a, uh, it's a, you know, we, we, you probably wanted to call in, you weren't able to, but uh, we got the we got the phones. It looks like they're going to be operational tomorrow. I believe um, our engineer had said, "Hey, phones are uh, ready just in time for you to end the show," which is fine. Uh, we we were able to make do what we had this evening. Again, thanks to to, to Ben Burke. Uh, thanks to uh, Joe Joe Lopes, um, the the former city council president, Ward Six city councilor, announcing that he's running for Ward Five. You can find that podcast now. It should be available if you want. If you didn't get to hear the interview, if you want to hear it again, you can listen uh, to it again um, on wbsm.com, the WBSM app, anywhere where you can find podcasts. You can listen. So. Again, um, thanks everyone for joining me this evening. You're going to want to stay tuned tomorrow. You got Phil in the morning, Tim Weisberg uh, from nine to noon. You've got Barry Richard uh, from twelve to three, and then you've got Howie Carr from three to seven. And then I'm here again seven to ten with special guest host, Bristol former Bristol County Sheriff Tom Hodgson. It's going to be a blast. Uh, you're going to want to tune in. You're going to want to call in. You're going to want to message on the app chat because we'll be here and we'll be taking.